to you by Health Plans, your Medicare plans, insurance solutions, and resource agency. We have a variety of plans and products that fit your needs, benefit requirements, and budget. With many low or no-cost premium plans, zero co-pays, and much more. Our licensed benefits advisor's priority is your health and well-being. Call us today and book your no-obligation consultation. 1-929-367-5269. Coming up next is The Fit and the Fab. Welcome back to the Fit and Fab channel and the Morocco channel edition, special edition today with a, uh, I have a real treat here. I mean, I have to say it. I am so proud, so humbled, so honored to have my guest today. And I, I, you know, all my guests are very special and I always have this honor, but this is different because I have a champion with me and, uh, and this champion, we, I share something valuable in, in my own path, you know, path and past of martial arts with. And uh, also, we share the same, you know, home country where we we we, we were raised, and uh, we're both in the states. And uh, this is a guy who is actually leading right now. Um, he is a two times North America uh, Muay Thai champion, lightweight, and a former world champion. And and he is literally preparing himself right now to fight for the world title again, one more time. And it's in a couple of days. So I have him just before that, and I know he's been preparing so hard. So without any further ado, I have with me, I mean, and he is from Alexandria, Virginia, a uh, beautiful city. So, I mean, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Appreciate oh, you. Oh, man. It, I, you know, you and I, we tried to do this a while ago, but it didn't work out. But today we have you and it's perfect timing because we want to talk about your upcoming game and match and who you were facing and your preparation and everything. But before we get into all that good stuff, I want to go back to you. I mean, I, I've read about your stuff. I've followed some of the stuff you, you've done. And uh, you are a true inspiration and motivation for a lot of people. And uh, martial arts uh, is very diversified and, is, and it's a great path. We watch, you know, uh, you do the MMA. I think uh, the company you work for or the, the, the studio work for yes, the MMA. The, the, that, I, that, I, that I'm at is Capital MMA. So we do MMA, mixed martial arts, everything. There you go. MMA is the new thing. I mean, it's not new. I mean, it's been around uh, and it's really a good combo of different arts and things. And it's really serious stuff. Uh, but, but you know, I want to first talk about, I mean, you know, from, from the get go, where he started and how you got into, into the martial arts. I mean, everybody has a story about martial arts. My story was I was bullied a lot and my parents said, okay, we need to put you somewhere where you can nurse and defend yourself. And that's how it started. How did you start in this? And, you know, why, you know, taking it, you know, a lot of people get into it, but they never go into championships and, and make it to the level you have. So let's talk about Amin and his story. I appreciate you. Thank you for, uh, for having me. Uh, the story, I, I like, I'm not one of the people that I'm going to say I I born to be a champion or I was dreaming since I was a kid to be a champion. I was just, I was just like a crazy kid, my back, uh, back home in Morocco, like fighting. I'm six years old or I fight a lot. I'm troublemaker, call it like that. Like I'm in school, always making trouble. And, uh, I remember it was when I was actually in that year, six years old, my mom got me in like a karate gym for six months. Then I fought again and I broke someone's hand. And she sweared, she said, I will never take you back to the gym because you already trouble without the gym. So if I take you, and she has the mentality that if you teach me anything, anything has to do with punches and kick, I'm going to be more violent. That's what she thought. Uh, with all that being said, after that, I stopped training. I was just doing my thing, you know, leaving kids and schools. And when I was... 13, 14, no, I start like, feel like I'm a little growing man, little man, growing man. I went to like a bodybuilder gym and I was telling them, I clean for your gym and let me use the material. Like I come, I clean for you once a day and 
let me use it. And he was like, yeah, sure. At the time that I was using one of the days I was training and lifting weight, tried to get everything big, you know, when I was little, like five, four. And uh, one of the guys came in from, from our, t- from uh, our town, but he was quiet, but he was champion, like, Third, third one in the world in Muay Thai, amateur level, and five-time Moroccan champion. And he just opened his gym. So he told me he was surprised to see me there because he seen me growing up as just a troublemaker. So when he saw me, he said, come on my gym. I, I want you to come on my gym and try and look like you work hard. I was like, no, this is not going to happen. My mom would never pay a dime of on-man gym. <laughs> I told him the story. I was like, don't worry. Just come on. I will talk to her. That's, that's how it started. I went there. I trained. I loved it because it has to do with punches and kicks. I quit doing what I was doing. I don't know what he told my mom until now. Day, I don't know what the deal she made with him. I'm very sure she trusted him because he was, you know, he was a champion. He was quiet guys. He was a very trustful person. Everywhere respect him in, in, in my town. Uh, yeah, three months later, he put me in a competition, a local competition. We call them here smokers. Uh, I fought my... I, I drowned, like, that time I was actually 14. Three months after that, I turned 14, and I fought my first competition against someone who's older than me. And I thought I won a fight, but it turned out that I didn't win. I lost, and I was shocked. Like, I still have that picture um, next to the guy. I thought I won. I, I drank that day, like, almost, I think, five, six Red Bulls. <laughs> I thought I was going to be strong drinking Red Bulls, you know, and did not did not help. So I lost, and... So just growing up, I don't, I was like, I didn't lose at that age. I feel like losing is, is, is not acceptable to me because like I said, I was troublemaker. I was like, I fight and a kid. I do things. I'm, I'm always think I'm better. I'm the best. So when I lost, I kind of, I got shocked. Like, it's like, why I lost? Like, and I have to wait for the cameraman who record the fight and stuff. And those like old video cassette, like things. Mm-hmm. So three months after that or two months, he bought me a video that I watched myself fighting and boom, boom, punching. But actually, I realized that I don't know how to fight. I know how to look like a fighter, but I don't know how to fight because all the punches that I was punching close on my eyes, I was not even landing one of them. And kicks, I'm not even landing right kicks. And I was mad and I decided to, you know what? I don't know how to fight. I need to learn how to fight. Six months after that, I compete again. I won. Then I kept competing in those small competition. Then I basically I didn't lose none of those competition. It was like twenty or something. I didn't lose after that. Then I fought again as an amateur, as a youth amateur. My first fight I lost. Then took me back to train again, and I come back. I become champion the year after. So that's how it started. So it was every time I go start something new, I got a loss in the beginning, but loss never stopped me. Loss always pushed me to get better. And that's how it started. And it just, I always have like next goal, like next. So when I lost, I got mad and I go train harder. And I say, my next goal to win a Moroccan championship. Then I won it. Then I said, well, next goal, I want to win a doll championship. Then I get it. Then then, 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 until right now, I have like almost 54 fights total between amateur and pro and I'm world champion and North America. That's how it's, I still enter now. Like, there is no such a thing as the end. I'm, I'm just going, you know? So wow. that's how it is. Well, thanks, Amin. I mean, th- th- this is great. And, and just to hear you and give us a little breakdown of how it all started. I want to just take some time to break it down a little bit. So first, I mean, again, kids in general, you know, uh, there's different reasons, you know, we grew up and, uh, you know, you're right. I mean, remember I said the story, I was bullied and, you know, in, in, in this case, you sound like you were the tough kid. The opposite. <laughs> the I was not the bully. I didn't say you were bullied. I didn't say you were bullied. <laughs> I, I was, most of my fights, when I was in school, I still remember until now. I was short, thick kid, always strong somehow. And when, when I saw another kid that got bullied, I just, because I grew up with a single mom oh, and two sisters. So I always felt, since I remember, I always felt I'm a protector. So when I saw someone who come in at near me crying, it no matter, it doesn't matter who is the other guy, I will go and beat him up. It, that, that's how I used to get in trouble most of the time. 
Like I'm, I'm not. I wasn't the guy who. <laughs> I, I didn't say that. No, no. I mean, thank you for clapping. But I was gonna say what I was gonna say is that you know, for me, I was into martial arts because they wanted me to learn how to be more like self-disciplined, whatever, yes. and also like have some confidence. In your case, you did it for the righteous reasons. You just, but, but you know, you still got in trouble because you were trying to do the right thing. Because yes. in your case, you you felt that there are these bullies are not gonna take us, you know. And I get it when you feel that you're smaller, or whatever. You know, that's that's a reaction. You have to like that's the only way people stay away from you. You got to show yeah. them that you can you can handle yourself, right? But but that so so you did kind of took karate, right? That was the first thing, mm -hmm. and then again, that was not you know a, a good approach. Your mom says, okay, you know you're gonna get just you know more. Yes, because there is that that I mean, right now it's funny. I'm I'm watching Cobra Kai now. It's like the sixth season or seventh season. You know, I grew up with the Karate Kid movie, and you know, it's all about you know uh, the the styles and the school thought. You know, like every school is different. And by the way, it's 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 very clear that in martial arts we don't teach violence. Um, Absolutely. But 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 uh, you know, in some of the movies they show like, but in in the Cobra Kai, that the whole concept of that particular gym is that you know you want to win at all cost, and you, it doesn't matter what you do to win and stuff like that. Versus, you know, winning is one thing, but doing it at the wrong cost is a different story. It's a different story, yes. Now, now, so so then 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 you found someone who really was able to take you in yeah. and, and show you the real championship path. You know, and and even yeah. though you didn't have that in your mind, like that was not the first target. You yeah. just you're a winner. You want to win. And and by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, in life, uh, we should all strive to win and 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 have <laughs> success. Uh, no matter what that success means, it can be winning in work and, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But if you do something, you do it right and you do it to the best level that you can get. And so you did that. Then you have, you know, your training and you had your first match. And so, uh, by the way, that is not a small picnic. That's that's big for a lot of people. I mean, I can tell you people watching and listening, not everybody can stand in an actual, a, a true, you know, committee or fighting, you know, uh, in a cage or in a match, and, and you think it's that easy? It's not that easy. Trust Absolutely. me, you'll be sweating. You, <laughs> you know, all over the place. You're Absolutely. nervous. You're anxious. Absolutely, I teach right now, and I tell my students all the time. I tell them you should be proud of yourself before you step in into the ring because what you do, it's only one percent in the world can do it. One percent of the whole population can do it. The reason why, because it's not a lot of people want to see. Let, let mentally it's not a lot of people ready to see themselves getting punched in front of other people it's not a, it doesn't mean wherever you are at the gym you can go and put it and perform it's hard so i totally agree with you but that time i just i'm a kid i don't know for me it was a fight and i'll be honest with you for me it wasn't a game it was always a fight until until i become adult then and i take it to a professional level then the whole concept about competing in martial art it changed. Right. Well, you know, it's it's funny. You said it was a fight, and and you know, you did describe it literally as a, a true fight because when you said you were just throwing punches left yeah. and right, you know, that's what you see in real fights. Like people yeah. just swinging, closing Boy. their eyes and swinging. There's no strategy. There's no form. There's no technique. And and you know, that's that's the common you know person. It's just normal instinct. You throw in fists, and yeah. you know, you, you see if they land, and you can sucker someone, you know, and and knock them out. But in a real competition with people that are trained and they they have a visual effect, they know how to you know concentrate and and they're not afraid to get you know hit. That's the other part. You know, in a fight, uh, you I love what you said about what you teach you know your students is that you don't just stand there in martial arts and expect that you know you're gonna dish it out. You have to be prepared to get dished. You know, first you you want to take some of your own medicine and you have to prepare yourself. The first thing you do in training is you gotta get hit. You gotta learn how to get hit and not be afraid of that. That makes a whole different concept. And we can talk about that further. Yeah. So, so, but I love also what you said, that all that beginning you were just fighting until you realize what it's true martial arts, the whole concept and how it works and the, the whole basics and elements of it and how you really fight for the real, you know, in, in championships. And, and that's a whole different game. Different um, game. Now, let me ask you a question. I know I'll, this started in Morocco. And then, then you actually... Uh, came to the States at a, yes. an early age. And, yes. and so, so when you came here, was there, what was the transition? Like, I mean, cause that happened to me when I came first, you know, I, I did not find much. I was in Karate Do Shotokan and, you know, I tried to look for a place here didn't find it. And then I wound up doing Taekwondo for a minute, <laughs> for about three years. So I changed a little bit the styles and obviously it was beneficial. I learned some stuff, but for you, when you came in, how was that transition? 
you might see my face as soon as you talked about transition. You might see my face how it changed quick <laughs> because know. it was just a, it was just a different picture what I was what I was thinking. Because, like I say, every time when I win, I'm looking for the next move from a next move. So, what I become Moroccan champion a couple times. So, my next move now, I want to fight international. I couldn't have that when I was in Morocco for many reasons. Now, when I want to fight overseas, the only option for me to come to the US, and my daddy was in the US, is a green card holder. So, I have to, to find a way how to see how he can get me to the US. So when I came to the U.S. with the concept of all immigrants, probably, we have that everything is easy. <laughs> I'm going to go, all the gyms, they're going to wait for me. Uh, I'm going to be a champion in one year. Everything's going to be easy. And I came here in 2012, uh, April 2012, I remember. And uh, uh, yeah, I landed Two days later, I went to the gym with my dad. The gym was nearby a pizza place that he was working at, and I and I went to the to the gym, and the gym would tell me I need to pay one thirty five, and I was like, like my eyes come out. That that now that is not a big deal, but now back then, I traveled from Morocco to here. I have like five dollar in my pocket, so. For me, 135 to pay it for a gym, it was a big because my my brain is still not adapted to, to US. I'm still thinking when you tell me 135, I already convert to Moroccan money. <laughs> I convert to Moroccan money. And that's wow, that's a lot of money. And that's I'm not willing to, to spend that money. So uh, and I say, you know what, that's too much. And I talked to them. I'm a champion. The gym was early box, and I remember they not they don't exist now. The UFC took over. So, and now I I remember I was in Vienna and Washington D.C. So I need a car, and I need the rent. My dad was living by himself, and I was like, okay, I need to pay a rent. I need to support my mom back home. I need to to buy a car. I need to pay a gym. So I, first week I went to find a job before my social security arrived. Like, believe it or not, I went and tried to find a job. It's like, hey, I have a social security, but coming in two, three days, one week, I'm just waiting. But I need to work. I'm bored. I need to work. Uh, I found a place that took me, pay me cash for like one week or something. And I work with them for one week. My first payment, uh, my dad was trying to take some of it. Like, say, tell me, give me some of the money. And I was like, ah, I did not want to go to the gym. My dad doesn't believe in the gym and things. So... I know, I say, you know what? I got to make a plan. I sit down and I say, I need to disappear for a short time until I build the income, I build some money, I'll be able to spend, to buy, to rent myself, have a car and go back and pay the gym. I decide to pack my stuff. My brother was in New York and I decide to pack my stuff and go and work in New York and and uh, and stay in New York for two years and have that dream come true. The, the, the plan that I did, I have to make a work in New York. So that's what it is. I went to New York and I was like, okay, now I'm in America, big buildings, everything shiny. <laughs> I start working, I deliver pizza. I uh, deliver pizza with a bicycle. I was even working for three jobs, newspaper, paper, making a pizza, working in a subway. Uh, I did them all, brother. Like I, I really did them all. Uh, Exactly two years, I, I got my goal. Like I was, okay, I'm ready now to have my own apartment. I'm ready now to, I have already my own car and I'm ready now to go to the gym. So I decided, I was like, should I stay in New York or I go to back to Virginia? Virginia, I kind of like it, but I just everything was fine because I didn't have a car. But life, I liked it here. Mm. But New York was too busy, too crowded. And I was like, okay. I did enough in New York. I don't want to like be here, gone and shooting. You know what? I'm going to pack my stuff and go back to, to Virginia. And this is, by the way, I did all this. I don't speak English. When I came, wow. tell you a funny story. When I came in the airplane, they would ask me, I drank the whole trip, cook, and on water. I don't even know how to say water. So you say whatever you say, I'm going to say yes. No. <laughs> yes. You, you, you curse me out, I'm going to say yes. Whatever you say. The lady used to come and say, what you want to drink? I don't even speak French. 
So the lady will say, you want to drink something? I will say, Coke. For the drink. Go come back again, Coke. Go come. The whole trip, it's Coke. And I come with French airline. Nobody speak Moroccan. And I was like, okay, fine. So in that two years, actually, it helps me a lot because I was in, in the city. So and the, how bad I want it, I got involved with people a lot and I learned the language. I never went to school or anything, just with people, push myself, try to talk, try to, to learn. That got me what I am today. And uh, yeah, after two years, I have a little income and uh, I'm like, I'm study. I'm about, by the way, in two years, I'm a CDL driver from delivering pizza with, with bicycle to a CDL driver. So I pack my stuff. I come back here to Virginia. I started with some uh, working at dealerships, selling cars, uh, driving a truck a little bit. Then I decide, and, and okay, now I'm going to go back and, and train. When I went to the gym and I picked a couple of gyms, the first gyms I like it because it was a good story about it, helping this young girl back in the day. So I decided to go check them out. I walked in. I was like, listen up. I'm Moroccan champion many times. It is a proof. I'm not coming here to look good. I'm not coming here to learn how to throw a jab cross. I, I can train myself. I've been in this game since I was 14 years or 13. I need you guys to guide me to fighting back. I have my first professional fight back home and I need you to guide me. And they say, okay, we can help you. I was like, that's all I need. I don't need, I pay whatever. I pay whatever monthly you want. Just guide me to get me back in the ring. And that's exactly what happened. I joined Capital MMA in 2014. And the rest is history. Like, oh, but funny way, I didn't even pay. As soon as they know who I am and I'm a fighter, they did not even charge me for a month. I was like, God damn it, if I knew you guys before I went to New York, I should just stay with you. <laughs> but it was, it was different. You know, everything happened for a reason. New York trip was for a reason. That two years, it was not a waste. It was, it was really needed. Because taught me a lot about life. Uh, my sound that looks easy in the story, but it's a lot of ups and downs. Ups and downs. It came a surgery in my way. It's a lot of struggle. Like I can, anytime when I'm doing an interview, I tell a lot of the story. It's, it's interesting, but yeah, it's a lot of ups and downs. And again, I fought out my first fight back in, in, in New York City. No, New Jersey. My first fight was in New Jersey. And I lost here in the US. And I was like, Okay, to remind me of my first day when I lost when I was 14. So that took me back and uh, give me like a sit back and I make again the road plan. Like how I'm going to plan this, how I'm going to be the best in my shape, how I'm going to fight in U.S. style. Because the way how we do Muay Thai, Muay Thai is worldwide, but the way how we do it, excuse me, in, Mor in Morocco or kickboxing in Morocco, we have more like kickboxing style. Muay Thai here is more like tradition. Mm -hmm. So in Morocco, elbows, I, yes, in Morocco there is elbows, but I just, in my time, I was, we would not be able to fight five rounds. We used to fight only three rounds. Okay. Max is four rounds. Here it's five rounds, three minute rounds. So by the time always when I'm getting to a third round, four round, I put everything in, I'm dead. Then there is elbows, clinch and stuff. So the gym, likely the gym that I was at was too tight. Two people actually from Thailand. They are from Mecca of Muay Thai. Like they are from the place where is this sport the Yeah, Yeah, the birth. So they taught me everything. Uh, I work with them. I'm, I'm always a student, you know. doesn't matter what I, I told the gym, but doesn't matter what I have. It stays behind me in Morocco. Now who I am right now. So yeah, I learned from them everything, all the skills. Uh, I become their best fighter, their best student. They put a lot of work with me. And I put a lot of work back. Like I used to drive a truck the whole day, seven hours, eight hours, 16 hours, but I would never miss a gym. Like there is a days that I used to bring my truck in the front of the gym and I will arrive like 40 a.m. I come from this trip I used to take twice a month from New Hampshire to New Hampshire. And I will come back and I park the truck around four o'clock a.m. in the front of the gym and I keep the door open and I send two of them texts. And I was like, hey, when you come in, come in and get me at 7 a.m. Don't not knock the door because I'm not going to wake up. The alarm is not going to wake me up because I need you to get me from a truck. And I sleep in a truck, sleep two hours, get in and train and all that. 
works. Like all that hard work, all that little push, it's what it's put me where I am today. And it just like when I look at it, and like the way how I'm telling it, it sounds easy, but it's a lot. It's a lot of analysis. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it, it, yes, it sounds easy, but it's not. I mean, anybody watching, listen right now. I mean. Uh, it's it's a true determination story, perseverance. Yes. Uh, it, it's everything, all the above. And uh, you know, I want to just take some so, a moment just to go back to some of these steps that you had to go through. Yeah. And you said it like you know, people overseas they want to. Oh, we're going to come there. Everything's going to be the same, and life is going to be easy. Uh, you know, it is a common mistake where people think that just because you're going to leave a country and you're going to go somewhere, and especially in the states, you know, this is this is probably one of the places where plenty of opportunity. But it's not for everyone. If you're a sleepyhead, you're not gonna do Thank it. You gotta, you. <laughs> you gotta come in here with the determination that you're gonna make it happen. You have to be determined, yeah. ready. Uh, and it's to your point: three jobs, whatever it takes. You're gonna do whatever it takes. You're gonna work twelve hours a day. You had a language barrier yet that didn't stop you. You have that's motivation. That's really you have a target. You set a goal after goal after goal. You're not here. To, you have a plan. Uh, you made it, you know, I love the idea that your father was here and you said, I, I, I can come here and do it. And he got you in. And, and that was still your plan from the get go. That's for anybody. I don't care what, what part of the world you are, folks, if you're listening and watching right now, because this this is all over the world, you know, uh, in the States, outside of the States, in Morocco, any other place, you know, no matter what you plan for, you know, do the right due diligence, know and be ready that and be willing to, to take, you know, whatever it takes, you know, to, to do whatever it takes, because it's going to be challenging to your point. It's going to be bumps on the way. It's going to be hurdles. Yes. It's going to be ups and downs. Uh, it's going to be times where you're going to be like, oh, my God, and you got to stand, you know, strong and tough and steady and steady. It is not easy. So I appreciate what, you know, sharing that with us, because for the audiences, you know, and, and it, spoken as a true champion, you know, you lose you know, doesn't mean anything. That's not loss. That's learning. That's a lot. That, exactly. You learn from those. I made mistakes. I do. I maybe I didn't do this way. You said it also. Uh, powerful piece that you mentioned. You know, most people that have never sparred, they do not know what it takes to be a minute sparring. Yes. <laughs> you know, a minute sparring will drain the hell out of you, especially if you're doing kicks and and knees and and, and a lot of stuff. It, it's the it's amazing how you can work out for hours and two minutes of a sparring you know match can drain you, let alone you know again they they sound like two minutes three minutes rounds, those rounds they seem like eternal they don't stop. <laughs> and then the, you, thinking, the the thinking what's drain our energy most it doesn't matter how strong you are I tell my students until now it doesn't matter how tough you are the thinking the fight is 50% 50 just by thinking about someone's going to come and punch you and that punch can kill you it's that punch by itself that that thinking it drain your energy it drain doesn't matter how strong you are you got tired uh, i love it and, and again coming from you you are a champion you've been there you do this you know every day and by the way i do want to you know uh, just convey this that Amin is really true to his game. He, we were supposed to do this recording later. And because of training, we had to do it earlier because he yes. would not miss his training. So I want to say that to the public and the audiences, that's really, you know, a true, uh, that's like belief in your whatever you do. And he is committed, commitment 200%, 1 million percent to his, you know, game. And, and certainly he is focused because in a couple of days, is going for the title, the world champion, you know, title for, for is it lightweight still or, or different? Lightweight. Same way, lightweight, yes. So, so lightweight world champion, Muay Thai. And, and again, Muay Thai is, is, and by the way, is it Muay Thai really like the, the just the traditional? Is it the, the MMA version of, of fighting? No, it's traditional. In America, we do prof all professional Muay Thai. They're all traditional. It depends on the fighter. Every fighter has his own style. My style, it's 100%. Old, old school, old school. Like I, you, you gonna come. I'm gonna elbow you. I'm gonna knee you. I'm gonna sweep you. I'm gonna punch <laughs> you. I'm gonna box you. I'm gonna kick you. And that's what is Muay Thai. When you see I, the eight limbs, the eight limbs is hands, elbows, knees, and kicks. Then this means using Muay Thai. If you don't see any of those, this means a kickboxing. I love it. I love it. And 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 yes, there is. 
you know, kickboxing is almost derivative of Muay Thai traditional. Tra tra that's the traditional way in the kickboxing is a little bit of a yeah. taekwondo flavor. You know, and, and, you know, it's a mix of boxing and taekwondo, a lot of legs. and But, you know, a different, you know, style. But you're right, the elbows, the knees, the sweeps, that's that's the iconic, you know, pieces about Muay Thai. Traditionally, I mean, um, uh, was the kickboxer, I think, the movie, you know, they did some of that, you know, uh, with Jean-Claude Van Damme Long back, yeah. back in the days. That, that's the first movie that opened up a little bit of the Muay Thai concept i actually trained with some with that folks I, their training is intense and i have to say uh their shin you know i mean you would break you know you can hit a, a tree with that stuff and you were like i had this friend we were training back in the days i mean i was literally at you know 20 something and he would just go on the pole and just keep really just you know giving roundhouses to that pole and, so oh my and we do all every day at the gym you have to kick like like especially with my coaches, like they are all traditional schools. So we believe every thousand kick, it gives you one kick in the ring. So think about it like the, how many kick I have to do at the gym to kick at least 10 times in the ring. So every thousand kick you, you have to kick at the gym, this means one kick you're going to be able to land in the ring. And that's how the mentality. So my, my, my chin, I've been, I've been with them now for almost eight years or something like that. And or six or something, and my feet still enter nowadays, they will bleed with too much kick because they never want to stop and they know every 1% they push me through. That's, what's, that's what makes me who I am today, you know? That's what makes me a champion. That's what makes me uh, who I am. Well, you know, that, that's the other part. You, you said it. Being a champion is not something that you just earn just like that by doing a couple, you know, rounds. This is it's deep training. So that takes me to the next question. Uh, how often do you train? I mean, you know, well, this is not, and how many hours a day? So the training, the training, I, I, I used to train about like three hours a day, run, run about like, I would say twice a day. Sometimes when we're talking about six miles to 12 miles, this is Thai style. And I used to, don't get me wrong, I used to now. I switched it. 2017, I fought and I went to UK and I broke my rib. The guy knew me and I broke my rib. And basically, when I fought in the UK, I fought for a world title and I broke two ribs. And when I broke those ribs, told me that level of international, I have to do something because I was, that time I used to be a truck driver, which is I'd be driving. So I train hard because I'm, that's how tough I am. But out of rest. My body doesn't recover. So then 2017, by the end of it, I decide to quit my job. Mm. Believe it or not, I started all over again. The same how I said I need a job, I, need it, I decide to quit my job. And whole my family thought I'm crazy because I'm leaving the job that pays the bill and I'm going to be in with debt and stuff. Muay Thai doesn't pay a dime. Like, I remember the first gym that I was teaching at, I was getting paid $500. But, and this is, I'm a champion. I'm a white world champion. And I was like, okay, but you know what? If I die tomorrow doing white, am I happy? The answer was yes. If I die tomorrow doing, driving the truck, the answer was, I wish if I could do. I went to the office and I told the company that I was working for, I was like, hey, you know me how much I love what I do. I appreciate you. If you need ever any help, I can help. But please do not give money as employee. I'm leaving. I put the keys on the table and I left. 2017, I start all over again. But the training turned to be instead of three hours, five hours. Now I'm putting all in and I'm putting all my hard work to make a living from what I do. Because this, I don't call it as job. I call it as, I used to call it as, as, a, as something that I like to achieve to keep me alive. But now, 2017, the end of it, I decide to make it as a job. So I start all over again. I went through that. I have uh, behind my bills. Uh, I'm, you know, I don't like to ask people to give me money. I don't like help from people. Uh, fight. I'm winning a fight. People see me as a champion. I make a lot of money. But actually, now I'm behind my bills every month. To, to just become that champion, I was behind my balls. Like 2018, I won my North American belt in LA. 
and I was in TV, CBS TV, and my purse was like $6,000, for example. And, and everybody seen me as a champion. Everybody still breathing. And at that month, I'm behind my bill, paying my bills, paying my, my food, paying. And, and again, the same method that I used when I came here, the same like determination that I had in my head, that I'm going to do this. I'm going to find the way I'd rather die trying than just go back to, tr to drive a truck. I have the company calls me many times. I mean, please come back because I'm always at, the same way how I work hard at my, my training, the same how I work hard with companies that I work with. So I always have that good relationship. Even matter of fact, some of them are coming to watch me in three days now from back in the day. So, uh, and I, I refuse because even they call me, I remember they called me one time, I was really behind my bills and I, I couldn't pay that bill and I'm not going to pay it for sure. And it was July of 2018. And they told me, hey, they call me, it's like a message. They call me at like almost at midnight and I didn't pick up a phone and they sent me like an email. Hey, I mean, if you're interested, we have a truck, take a job to New York and we're going to give you this much money. And the, I'm, I'm going to get paid almost like more than $3,400 with a delivery and I refused because if I took a truck that day, it's going to be the easy access for me to go to money. And I'm not focusing on, I want to make what people think is impossible. I want to make it work. And every day, every year, every month, it's get better. It's get better. Again, I write it down, the plan, the setups, I start training. The only one thing I did not cheat on it was the training five hours a day. I started from 2000 to the end of 2017 to 2019. The end of 2019, I was training six, six miles in the morning, six miles in the evening, five hours a day of training. I don't care what it is. I need to put it. And that's exactly what I was doing. Now, with all the blessings, I make a living from what I do. Uh, I teach. I make a living. I don't know how money comes to me, but I make a living. Uh, my, my, I pay my bills. My family's happy. I support my mom. Everything is happy. I'm blessed for that. Uh, how I did it, I work hard. I just work hard. Uh, everybody who thought I'm crazy in, 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 in 2018, 2017, now they are my friends because they see me how I succeed. They don't, they don't get it. I don't work, I don't work 7, 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. jobs. I just, I don't have, like, if you ask me, do you have a job? I would say, no, I don't have a job because when I go to the gym to teach people or share with people my passion, I'm like a teacher. So when I teach them, I feel like give back something for free. So I never told my, my partner or my wife or my girl that I'm going to work. I always say, I'm going to the gym. So that gave, leave me with a happy life and I'm doing my now. So I have to go back and answer your question. I'm sorry I make it longer, but I train I love five hours a day. Five hours a day. <laughs> well, actually, that's that's not a long answer. That's a perfect answer, uh, because because you you've targeted well, you've covered a few items that I wanted to ask about, anyways. So so first of all, the amount of training that it takes to to, to make you a champion, it's not something that you just take light, and it takes determination. Not only it takes determination and all the stuff that you, it is it is your passion at first, and and but you were willing to make the necessary sacrifices to actually yes. make your passion, you know, your life. And, and, and you are at the point that, believe it or not, a lot of people will probably be jealous and envious right now because not everybody can wake up and do what they love and make a living out of it. Uh, but you know what? Most people are not ready to make that sacrifice that you actually took. You know? and, and you said it, you, the people thought you're crazy. That's the other part. A lot of people that is your support system around you will probably is like, what's wrong with this dude? Oh, did yep. you, you know? Because they don't see it your way. You, are, yep. you know where you're going. You know, I know where I was going and yeah. by, by like, I would say 2020, 2020 was a bad year for people because they were, were working from five, from 7 a.m. to five. I was working for myself. So 2020 was actually a great year for me. And by 2020, I'm, I'm, I was not behind my bills. I pay all my debt that I got through that three years and I'm debt free, uh, money enough to survive to do my things and i'm leaving am i leaving my happy life until now look i do this for for love i don't do it for me anymore i do it for my people and my goal to change lives to change lives 
by starting with the kids, with the children. And I grew up with doing Morocco. We grew up in the age when 14, 15, getting to drugs, getting to smoke. And I saw it here too. And like you say, bullied and stuff. And my job, my mission changed in 2019 to work with kids more and, and, and change their life. And, and I picked up some kids and I work with them and I changed their lives. Like I have kids now, they're, they've been training with me since they were 13, 14, 15. And one of them is eight year right now. He's U.S. national champion like five times. He has a job in the law office from a single mom. He has the same story that I had when I had with a single mom. He just did not go through bad stuff, what I call a bad shit. <laughs> he just did not go through the, the, the life that I saw. I used that experience that I, the experience, the struggle, all the things that I've been through. I've tried to invest that time now on this generation. And that's what makes me happy. That's exactly what makes. It's not the purse. It's not the money. I know how to make money. I know I don't need money for now. I'm good with money. I just, what makes me happy every day, just seeing a kid like this changing his life. I remember one of the competition I went to one of the kids uh, before I went to Thailand in 2020, just right before COVID. This kid was competing. Uh, his name Ronald Swanson. He's a champion now. He was competing and and I went with him. Just his mom or something took me with him, and I saw him. He was competing. He has like five competitions. Lose all of them and sit next to me. I was crying. And I when I sit next to him and I tell him, I promise you, I will come back. He was twelve years old. I was like, I promise you, I will come back from time and then I will train you and I will make you a champion. I kept my promise. I went to Thailand for three months. I came back, COVID hit. I was training him even when it was lockdown. I was training him outside. By the end of the end of 2020, he was two-time USA champion. Wow. By the end of 2021, he's, he got a scholarship from boxing and he got a scholarship from a wrestling school, which is he took right now. He's in a private school, they were wrestling. So kids like that, the change that I make in those kids, that's what makes me happy now. And that's what... I think that's who I am right now. You know, the, the, that's the goal for me. I, I mean, I have to commend you for, for, for the work you do, because first of all, I, I'm listening to you and I, 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 I'm almost enjoying it. And, you know, it's, it's powerful because you, your story, you know, you are taking the time to help people, you know, go through, like you're mentoring people now. Yes. You know, you're taking, and by the way, the guy that took you to that gym in Morocco originally and trained you that champion, you know, did almost the same, and now you are doing that. So the legacy, the legacy continues with you, and and you're teaching a new way to people, and you're getting them, helping them from to your point, the drugs and the street stuff, and you know the bad things, and get them a, a, a home, give them discipline, give them a, a, you know a vision and a mission, exactly. something to look forward to, and, and that's that's changing lives. Uh, and and there's nothing more fulfilling than that. And you're right. You know, you you said I have enough money. Listen, money nobody can deny it. We all want some of it. It's nice, but it's not everything. You cannot exactly. just if you go just for the money. Money will run out away eventually. But if you go for the right stuff, the money will always be there. And and you're doing it. You're living the dream. You're living your passion. You are, uh, and it's fulfilling. I mean, there's I I there's a show that's going to post just about the same time as this. And, and uh, we talked about living your life to the fullest, you know, and, and enjoying the life the way you want it. No regrets. You live in that. And, and th this is something that, you know, uh, a lot of people out there, they watch you from a distance. They might, they, they, they just decide on you and make, the, you know, the, their own determination. But not knowing your story, not knowing what you go through, how you think, you know, is, is just how people are. But, you know, it's almost impossible to know exactly what somebody's going through and the work that they do exactly. and what they're doing until you get to. So, so I, I really I am so uh, you know pleased to have you today for this, because we're we're really sharing who I mean is and what it takes to be a true champion. And you are a champion period, not only just in with even even in life, because what you do is is really something that is that is success and 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 champion champion worthy, right? Um, the other thing is funny because you said you know your shirt says warrior, not warrior. <laughs> so I love that. That's actually perfect, you know, balance. Which, that's yeah. your life, baby. Balance, you gotta be balanced, you know. I, I love it. It's like you live the actual you right there. I, I that's my sign. I live this. And yes, you are a warrior and you're definitely not worried. And that's a big deal. And it is a message for people because 
life is not worth the headache, you know, and going the wrong way. Do what's best for you. Uh, if you have what it takes, it will not be easy, but it will be there. As long as you're steadfast, you're, you're solid about it. You're not, you know, you don't deviate. You know, you're really whatever it takes to get there correctly, legally, of course, and, and ethically, but you did that. There's nothing that you have done that's wrong. And, 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 and it helped you now. So you said it, you take care of your mom and you take care of everything. You're, you're, and, and that's the other people don't realize the struggle. Oh, he's a champion. He must have a lot of money. They don't understand that, you know, it takes a certain level of championship and, and, and you know, to get to that level, then you get the sponsors. And you know what? No one can claim overnight success. And, and no you know, that, that is, overnight, I believe in overnight success will go overnight. The way <laughs> I, love, I love that. The way I believe on that a lot. Like when you got something easy, it goes easy. When you work hard for something, it's not, it's not only the success. It's, it's the way how you work hard to it. It's you're never going to lose anymore. Like you're never going to lose because you already figured out one thing that was hard in your life. Now, if you can figure out one, you can figure out two, three, four and live going. So. And, and if you build the foundation and you did it, yeah. you know, everything is easy after that. It, the foundation is everything. And once you have established it and you know how to do it, the rest is, it's like, if you learn how to fish, you never run out of food, right? You're already, <laughs> you're, you're already past that stage, but really I, I admire your, your, your just journey. I admire your work, what you do. And, and, and I actually admire more now that I know about what you do to help other people. And I, I hope, I sure hope that people watching and listening right now, just to, to get this vibe from, from our champion here. I mean, he is, we're proud of him as a, Americans, we're proud of him as Moroccans, and hopefully we'll probably, we'll be proud of him as he gets his world title, you know, this weekend coming. So, you know, yeah, I love it. See, that's it. That's it. You know, you have to believe. You got to believe to achieve, achieve it. You know, it, it's it's really, we have a show. It says believe and achieve. You believe, you will achieve. You have you have that. And you said it. You are a champion. You will win the fight. Uh, you know, there's no doubt. And first of all, we, you have our support. So I have mine, and I guarantee you have a lot of people out there behind you. Uh, so, so before we, we close, I know we, you're, you're getting ready for your training, but um, the, I want you to send a message, you know, to, to the young kids, whether in the States or in Morocco, you know, that, that, that know you or may not know you that, and they will probably not get to know you more once, once you get that world champion again back in there. Because some people may follow the U.S., some people just will watch the world stuff. But, but really, what would you tell anyone today that, that's in martial arts or wants to get into martial arts, or even if not in martial arts, just if, if they, they need to, like, what would be your advice for them, you know, to become better? I, martial art, I'm going to say martial I'm going to talk about myself quick and about martial art, how I see it, and I will give a message to people. And probably the way I'm going to explain it, I'm going to explain about myself, it can help you as well, too. It helps your right. audience. It's... Martial art for me become like a religion. So, so why I say it's religion. So if I'm mad, I go to the gym. I'm happy, I go to the gym. It's like you are believe on something and you go to either you happy or mad. I'm not going to say what you believe. You can believe on anything. So either you are happy or mad, you go through it. Like you have to ask for a blessing or you ask for forgiveness. So for me, going to the gym is I'm mad or I'm happy, I go to it. So it changed my life from uh, the person, like I say, the troublemaker, the people who knows him as a troublemaker to, I would say, as a lover. I don't know what's the right word to say, but everybody, everybody knows me now and uh, everybody see me as I have a huge community around me just here in, in my hometown, Alexandria. I never thought about it like from all different regions. I'm not going to say Moroccans. I have only like five or 10 Moroccans around me, believe it or not, but the rest is all from a, a different countries. And they support me, believe in me. So that's the sport. It just totally changed my life. And I believe a religious what does to you, it changed your life at some point to be a good person. And this sport changed my, changed my life. So for a young generation or anyone who want to decide, martial art in, in general, any martial art, it's good for you. Any martial art. Now, the reason you should take martial art to the competition level, because we have to have a purpose of leaving. We have to have a challenge every day to keep believing and pushing forward. So I give you an example. If you just sign up for a gym right now and you train 
And let's say you don't want jujitsu, for example, or Muay Thai, and you want to fight for your first moment. That's mean you can train a little extra, train a little hard. That's mean you have a reason why you go into the gym. If you don't have that reason, one day your friend is going to invite you. You can skip the gym and go to his wedding or his whatever. But if you have a reason, you're always never going to skip. So reason takes you to another reason. Reason takes you to another reason. So there is something why you go to that gym and, 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 and that, that challenge that you're going to make yourself. So I will, I will ask people, like you go to a martial art gym, go try to get a competition. doesn't matter what age you are. My last uh, show, like three weeks ago, I took people. I have a lady that she was 44 years and she competes. So don't never, it's never too old. I have young, young kids. They will message me from all over the world. I mean, it's too late for me to join the gym. I'm 20. Like, believe it or not, one day I got a message on Instagram from this young kid. He was 16 and asked me if it's too late. And I was like, See, you watching guys so much news, so much TV, the, the, the feeding your brain with, with the thing that you should not be in it. It's never too late. Just go walk in. The first step, walk into that gym and everything's going to be easy. If you go to the gym that someone told you, hey, it's too late to do this, it's too late to do this, you're in the wrong spot. When I was a kid, quick, I, actually, this is, I, I have to add it. Please. It has to do with kids. When I was a kid, I used actually... I never say I want to be a fighter, but I say when I was a kid, I say I want to be a, a soccer player, like play soccer, soccer uh-huh. you know? And I want to be a professional. So back in the day, at like 90s, which is I think like 96, 97, something like that, I was, and I was, I used to see this guy in my hometown, he's like a hero, he's a good player, and he was teaching team. And I was like a CM, and I was working my ass off every day. And he came to me and he told me, I mean, he always keep me in the back. And he said, I mean, you too short. You're never going to be a good player. Hmm. And I was mad. Why am I short? Like, I'm five, three or something. Like, why? That's, that's not right. And, okay, I, I pulled myself back. He like, he's like, destroy my dream destroyer and I can I used to see him as like a legend like someone that I'm looking up to him and three months later or two months later I came back and I want to be a goalkeeper and I was training in the side at home I, I do pillows and I jump and I went back to the team and I was training I was like I mean you're never gonna be good you're too short goal you have to be tall and I was so mad and I still remember that until now that one I told people, don't never let someone doubt you because now the best player in the world, it's Messi. He's short. But at that time, there were nobody like Messi in that height. So for him, I was too short. So never let someone determine what you want to be. It doesn't matter what sport you want to do. If you want to make it, you can make it. So just stick to the plan, write a plan, make a list, to-do list. What get me where I am today is to-do list. It's not... It's not an idea that stays in my head. It's, it's the idea that I take it from here, I write it down, and I crush it one after another one. And that's what pushed me up. So martial art can change your life just as exact as I am and can teach you a lot about life. It's just exactly how, 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 how I'm doing in my life. You know, I mean, thank you for, for really that. That's a powerful uh, you know, concept story that you actually shared because you're right. Sometimes people put your dreams and hopes down by, by you know, really... Uh, because they don't believe in you. I, you know, it's funny. I've had similar stories to myself in my own life where people say, oh, you're not qualified. You're not good. It's not going to happen. You're never going to do this. And I proved them all wrong and, and I still keep doing it. And you know what? Don't, don't listen to negativity. Keep positive. Believe in yourself. I think those are like, you know, powerful treasures that you can take to the bank and apply in sure. your life. And you, no one, no one should ever put you down and, 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 and make you feel, you know, less valuable than what you think. Uh, you know what, to your point, you can be short and, and be doing stuff. I mean, that there, there have been short basketball players that were actually, you know, so, so, I mean, that's not the height, you know, we'll, we'll talk about his basketball, but, but you're right. There's too many things. And one thing you said powerful also martial arts can apply in your business and your why and your life and, and work. You said it, the way you work, in your martial arts, that's how you're ethical in your business. That's why people still call you to drive and do stuff, even though they, you're not going to do it. Yes. Because your ethics, 
you know, the way you're disciplined is apl applicable across your life. And Everything. nothing is going to change you. I agree with you. I still have good connection with the companies that I work with. Then believe it or not, I still have even the good connection with, with the pizza place that I work on in Manhattan. The guy that I remember, he was teaching me, this is lettuce, green pepper, and I have to repeat after him. <laughs> and what is this? What is this? And I would, and I, the reason why, because that, that, the work ethic that I used to put in there and the same thing. That's why, like I say, I see martial arts is like a religious to me, especially as Muay Thai, is because I use the same method and everything. And I teach it to kids right now. Kids, they come and train. They have a problem. They don't talk to their brother mom. They come to me and talk. I help them solve problem. How? A little bit of my experience, more about martial art. Because the same or how you apply to anything. If you learn how to crush goals, and you, as soon as you crush one, everything become easy. That's right. Everything and, become easy. And I mean, thank you for also mentioning something that was very powerful. It is never too late. It's 60, never. 44, 50, it never. doesn't matter. You know, a lot of, you know, big people that we know of today in the, the, the uh, you know, whether they're actors or singers, uh, and some, some even, you know, some smart people over the, the history have developed things that we use today or, or people that we look up to today. They haven't started until a later age. And yes, yep. they, they did leave a legacy behind. And you know what? Listen, uh, you know, even religion, if we talk about religious, even prophets started at 40. So, <laughs> you yeah, know. Everyone, so. everyone. I have, a, I have a man that he trained boxing at one of the gym that I teach at. He's 82. Wow. And he worked harder than everybody, believe it or not. He worked harder. So if you're going to tell me that that gentleman, he's 82 and he's working, what's your excuse? Why are you telling me I'm... Like, I never give... One thing knows by me, like, it's never too late and it's never excuse. If you if you injured, your leg is injured, you still have three, two hands and one hand. If you cannot stand up, you cannot work your upper body. If you cannot work your upper body, you cannot work... You always... There is... There's always you need to work on. There is always something we need to get better on. And that's what keeps us alive every day. That's why I wake up every day at 4 a.m. and I do what I got to do. Because I always have something to work on. The day that I got comfortable, trust me, the day that I'm going to start getting bored, the day my life is going to start suck, the day but I always have a plan. I always have something. I always I wake up tomorrow. Uh, even in my rest day is to do this. In my rest day is to do this. If, if Sundays, usually I call on my chilly rest days. So even Sundays and Friday evening. So Friday, Sunday, to-do list. So I wake up every day at four. Sunday, I will not get up, leave the bed until 10. But that is part of to-do list. Nobody can come and tell me, let's do something on Sunday. No. <laughs> That's part of my plan. It. Yeah, no. Fridays, I finish usually, finish training, finish work, everything before four o'clock. I have to spend the call. I have this thing with my family. I call it uh, family time. And I will get some snacks, sit down, watch TV with family, have jokes, talk about the week, talk about stuff. And I have, nobody can, that is to-do list. So the, the difference is here that people think you got to have plan. You got to have running everything. It's not running only about the thing that's going to make you financially good or, or succeed in martial arts. No, it's all... It's also about your mental health. Mm. Like my rest days, my mental health for my body. That I would put it on my to-do list so nobody can mess up with me. So, uh, yeah, that's how we see it. And that's all come from Muay Thai, man. That's all come from martial art. Well, I mean, you, you, you know, that's thank you for, 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 for highlighting that because you mentioned something earlier about the, the mental state, you know, in, 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 a, in a ring and, and the preparation on the mat and stuff. A lot of it, 50% is really the mind. And you're right, that mental state has to be just as equal and, and the equilibrium has to be there between your body and your physical and mental capacity you know, together. Uh, so, so I, you know, I know we're getting close to the end of the show. A couple of things that I just wanted to have. One is... Is there any specific, you know, regimen of food or nutrients or, or diet that you actually uh, intake, you know, yourself, like in terms of? Well, like, I, I, I'm not, not the person. I'm not the person. I, I, I try all diets. I try, you know, uh, and, and this journey, you have to make sure you're healthy. So I have my nutritionist. We work together. Uh, the trick I find about food, that the way how I used to do diet when I was in Morocco and when I started here is different. And now, now I just become more professional in what I do. So 
when I say a lot of people think uh, it's when I my diet is eat actually real food. Don't eat junk food. Don't eat uh, from a brand. I'm not gonna brand. I'm not gonna call any name, but just don't eat fast food basically. Mm -hmm. If I want a burger instead of go buy me a cheap burger for four dollar, go and buy me an expensive burger or bring a meat and cook at home. That's my diet looks like. So instead of go eat fast food, I will go and take a little bit of time and eat the real food. That's how I eat milk. If I want milk, instead of buy cheap milk, I will buy actually a real milk. Could be the same price, but you're just not seeing it. Mm. That's how my diet looks. And also I make a time what I eat. Like I don't eat just any time. I have breakfast. I woke up at four. If it's 9 a.m., I will not eat breakfast. I have to eat between 9 a.m. and 4 a.m. Breakfast. Lunch, I have between 12 and 2. If it's missed this area, I should, I should skip breakfast because my stomach is not going to process food. And, and everybody, stomach processes food, like body processes food and, and think different. Dinner is the same thing. The dinner, it's got to be between 5 and 8 because it depends what time I sleep. So if it's past this time, no, I'm not doing it. And, and one thing a lot of people don't do, I got to say it. A lot of people, a lot of us, they don't drink enough water. Mm. And this is the most important thing. That's why I see people's skin is not good. People getting older. People look bad. And, and a lot of problems with our stomach and our body. We don't drink enough water. And one thing, if I learned, the most valuable thing that I learned from my nutritionist was water intake. As men, is 70 to 75% of our body is water. So make sure you put that water in. So for example, someone who walk around with 140 pounds like me or 147 or 150, you got to drink at least a gallon of water a day. We don't. Well, you also lot work out You work out five hours, so you drain a lot, so you need water. You know, if I work out five hours, I got to drink a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Water is never that gallon. The gallon of water, if you want 50, 140, 160, it's not. A, the more heavier, the more. Just do the math. 70 to 75% of your body, you got to drink a water. Most of us would drink cup, two cups, 64 ounces a day, 33 ounces a day. Oh, man, I drank too much water today. <laughs> Ladies is the same. Ladies is 60 to 65%. So a lot of us wouldn't drink water. So you just got to drink a lot of water. Eat more greens, eat clean protein. That's it. Uh, Any special thing before the train, before the competition? I mean, ultimately, competition, you need the energy. Uh, do you have a special time frame before you actually, you know, get into the ring? Or usually, before I get ring, like the day, the day of the competition. So first Friday is going to be the weight in the day before the competition. After the weight in, I go rehydrate, make sure I got all the salt into my body, good food in my body. Uh, the day of the fight, I usually, it's me time. What is me time? I woke up in the morning with my team. I go eat breakfast and I go back to my bed. Then I listen to Yanni or some jazz music or some classic music and chill with it. Take a nap between, usually between 12 and 4 o'clock. Get up, get up, two double shot espresso and I'm ready to go. That's exactly my, my, my style. Every time I've been doing it, it works for me perfect. I don't eat lunch because my stomach doesn't need to be. I will get up in the morning, eat a heavy breakfast, and that's it. Yeah. Well, well I mean, thank you for sharing. I mean, that, that, that's some, some, some direct stuff that you, you know, and I appreciate you are coming forth with it and, and, and helping us, you know, just really know. Now, now, I know you go, you have an actual alias or a title of the lion. Is that is that what we want to call you going forward, or is that is that going to stick? I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't call. I don't have a nickname for myself. People call me things. Uh, when people see me fighting, I, because all my fight is more likely, I, I go forward. I don't back up a lot. I go forward, and I don't, I'm not scared of blood. So I got elbows in the face, and the more I bleed, the more I'm dangerous. The more I bleed, the more I'm dangerous, and people start calling me a lion. Uh, to lie too many things of my country, of my back home country, and and the way how I fight. Uh, one of the the one of actually 2016, and this has become more famous as well too. It's uh, in 2017, no 16. One of the commentary or CBS, very famous in martial art, used to be on K1 Pet Malatish. He started calling me. He has a hard time pronouncing my last name, so. 
Balafreak, Balafreak, each time he want to say something, he said Balafreak. Then I was messing with my opponent and I was sweeping him and moving around. The guy got scared. I fanned him a lot and he was start calling me the freak. <laughs> so when he called me the freak, the world start calling me the freak. So as of now, I think the nickname is the freak, the underline. So we see which one is going to stick. I really, I don't prefer. Both of them is fine. As far as people knows me as my last name, I'm good. The freak line, how about that? <laughs> yeah, the freak line. Yeah. Well, well, listen, I mean, listen, you are a champ. You, you, you really are a pride to all of us watching and listening right now. Uh, we do wish you the best on the next, you know, uh, game. I know you're going to win that. We're, you're going to celebrate it, and we're going to celebrate with you. I Hopefully, I, I will make sure that this is posted way before so people can actually watch it and, and get excited about it and catch the game. Now, the match is going to be uh, played, I think, uh, in ESPN and all the stuff, right? Yeah, it's going to be pay-per-view online. Uh, you can reach out to my like my social media or wherever. You can still link if you want to buy pay-per-view and watch. Uh, the, the fight is going to be in Yonkers, New York. Uh, I'm fighting for a world title for Freedom Promotion. It's like a number one promotion in the US right now. So make sure to check it out. If you follow me on social media, you can check it out. My Instagram is at Balafreak, or you can post it for them so everybody knows where to, to get the information. Uh, yeah. Other than that, can I win it? We're in it to win it. Who are who, who you who uh, going against? I'm going against, I think this guy is Mexican, but he lives in California. Uh, tough guy. His last five fight, five five fight was with knockout. He's ten and one. So, and he's a world champion. He just defended his world title a couple months ago. So, it, is it really we are going against someone who think is tough? But we are tougher. That's that's the, the plan. I, I love it. I love it. you. Got this. No yeah, worries, baby. This true. is yours. <laughs> yes, Ring the sir. belt, baby. Bring it. Thank right. thank you for having me, champ. Thank you for for doing this. This is. I hope uh, I could sh share something of my uh, my life story with someone who can motivate him and help him move forward. And I appreciate you, brother. Yeah, I mean, thank you. Thank you. You did. And uh, thank you so much for the time. Man. All right. All right. So that was our champ. And, uh, you know, it was a great uh, story. So uh, we look forward to his game. And hopefully, um, you know, uh, he does believe and we believe that he will take that title. So... Good luck, my friend, and let's make it work. Bye-bye.